Welcome to the Abundance Hub podcast. My name is Jessica Shembury. As an empowerment coach, mentor, and speaker, I'm dedicated to helping people learn how to live authentically in alignment with their values. I truly believe that everyone is capable of greatness. If you are looking for an honest and refreshingly down-to-earth podcast that can help you become the best version of yourself, you have come to the right place. Think of this podcast as your go-to weekly dose of mindset development. Get ready to feel empowered because the tools and strategies I'm sharing will absolutely change the way you think. Please visit theabundancehub.com to read more about my offerings and subscribe to receive a free gift straight to your inbox. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Hey, hey guys, welcome to episode 33. I missed you guys last week. I know, I know, I know I skipped out on you again, (laughs) but I have to admit um, two weeks away in Europe kind of does that to a girl. (laughs) I was prepared while I was away. I had pre-recorded and, um, and for those of you that have been following on and listening on for a while now, you know that I don't love pre-recording. Most of the time, my episodes come straight from the heart. They're real, they're vulnerable, and they're really, really super relative to what is happening for me in my life right now. I never, ever had the intention to start this podcast and pre-record a shit ton of episodes and then just feed them out every week. And I know that down the track, it is very, very likely that that is going to become a reality in some way, shape or form, because my schedule is going to get busier. And as you know, as you all know, life happens sometimes. And so life happened last week, jet lag happened, kids sleepovers happened, all these things happened. And I was just like, I can't deliver, not the way I want to. And so I didn't. And that made me really sad because I know that you guys listen and you subscribe and I know that you guys leave me reviews and the reason you do all of that and you share on social is because you love it and I'm reliable. So I can't ever, I can't promise you I'm never going to do that again, but I'm definitely not planning on it. And I am making steps to move closer to not having this issue arise. Um, But I was away and then I came back and another one of the problems that I had was that I felt these incredible waves of inspiration. And while I was away, I did so much development on myself, although it may have looked as though all I did was eat fatty food, drink alcohol, um, lay around on beaches and ride quads around Santorini. I actually did a ton more than that and a lot of soul searching, a lot of personal and human development. I listened to so many books um, on Audible and Kobo and I filled my brain and I filled my soul and I I made some really big commitments to myself, which um, which I never really spoke or speak have spoken so far openly about, but I made some really big commitments to myself when I went away on that trip and, um, and a lot of that had to do with how I was showing up, um, in my relationship with my hubby and just in general for myself. And I wanted to prove to myself 
that I was really, really in control of how I showed up um, versus just allowing things to happen. And there was so many incredible lessons that I received as a result of traveling and having space and having time and open space and no children and all those things. Um, I know that there were actually a ton of people that said, Oh my God, I can't believe you're not traveling with your kids. And how can you not, not necessarily, how could you do that? But I could never do that. It would kill me to be away from my kids for that long, whatever it may be. Um, we've done it before. And this trip was, it started as a work trip and we decided to make it also into a holiday. So the kids couldn't necessarily come, nor to be honest, did I want them to. It was, it was a time that I needed for me and my hubby. It was something that we needed. We work very, very hard and sometimes we feel overwhelmed and sometimes we get to a point where we feel like our brains are going to explode. Um, that is what the life of a business owner is all about. There are times when you just absolutely do not stop. Um, most times to be, to be correct, even when we were away with the time zone, you know, when we were in Malta and Santorini, especially, you know, we'd be up at 4.30 in the morning, we'd be doing two or three hours of work before we left for our days. So there's a lot that people don't see. And so when you are a business owner and you run businesses from your home and you have no reliable income because it, your income is based on your action, it, it's, it was a well-needed break. Let's just put it that way. Um, but the great thing is, is that for me, I absolutely love what I do. And so when my personal clients, my one-on-one clients who invest with me over six and 12 month periods need me, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. Um, obviously, you know, there might be lag time getting back to people, but I had a fair few mornings while I was away where I was up and chatting to my clients at 6am in Rome or in Santorini. And I had no issues with that because these people who have invested in themselves so heavily, um, I, I love working with them and it was enjoyable to speak to them on the other side of the country and feel so inspired and be able to then give them that inspiration, um, as well. And, and give them the energy that I was actually experiencing for myself, which always comes out really, really well for my, for my coaching clients, um, as well. But that was a very long intro. (laughs) I missed you guys. And I miss talking to this, this mic and I fucking love doing podcasts. It's honestly been a life changing thing for me. Um, I know that a ton of you, and I'm going to be so much more real on here and it's going to be such more of a conversation, but I know that a ton of you have said to me, you know what, Jess, since hearing you speak, we've completely had a, a different view on you versus the shiny Instagram photos. And I'm so happy for that because as much as I may invest in great photographers and have beautiful pictures taken, I really am just a normal person with, with everyday issues like everybody else. The only difference between me and you is that number one, I chose a career out of helping other people improve their mindset and their reality. But number two is it's really just that I, ch- I chose the uncomfortable path and I chose to grow and evolve and expand and I choose that daily and it can be very, very challenging. And I'm so excited for the topic today, but I wanted to read a quick review. Please guys, if you do not have not subscribed, 
please go and subscribe to the Apple podcast um, apps subscription button and please leave me a five-star review if you love this um, a five-star rating and a review. You have no idea how helpful it is. And I might read yours on here one day. So obviously the juicier, the better. Um, but today I'm going to read one from earlier this year from T.L. Millard, which is a very simple, beautiful, short, um, super, super beautiful little review. So super helpful. I find the Abundance Hub to be incredibly informative and really appreciate the way Jess is so open with her own experiences and how she applies this to herself and her own life. It makes me feel less alone on this journey and inspires me even more knowing that if other people can change their mindset about life and relationships, then I can too. Thank you, T.L. Millard. I greatly appreciate that. And, um, and I thought it was a fitting one because I am going to be chatting about some of my experiences Today, again, um, I do have to be honest with you guys about a couple of things though, is that, you know, as much as I love sharing on here with you guys, there are always going to be limitations to the things I can share. I have some really interesting topics coming up, a lot of stuff on mindset, but a lot of other things on some things that I've been through that I really feel like people can relate to. So, you know, things that you can look forward to. I'm going to be talking more about parenting and pregnancy and birth because guess what? I've been through that quite a few times. I'm going to be talking about my miscarriages. I'm going to be talking about my breast reduction and um, different surgeries that I've had. I'm going to be talking about addiction and how that's impacted people around us in our family. Um, I'm going to be talking about a ton of different things, different topics. And, you know, I didn't want to kind of get every inch of impactful information out to you in the first eight weeks, because like I said, I didn't want to pre-record. I wanted to talk to you as things came up and when I felt the time was right. And I really do strive to be vulnerable with you guys and authentic. And if there weren't other people in my life that were involved in my situations, which obviously there are, I would literally just say every, anything and everything to you guys, but I can't do that all the time because I have my family and my children and people around me that I need to consider, um, when I, when I record podcasts, right. And it's interesting because when people say, oh my God, I've just started listening to your podcast. So, oh my God, I just binged on your podcast and I listened to every one of them. And I think, fuck, you've listened to me for like 20 hours or more, maybe 30 hours. And you know so much about me. It's very, it can be quite intimidating. Um, maybe intimidating isn't the right word, but it can be quite confronting because you start to replay all the things you've said and all the, th- the ways you've shared yourself. And you go, wow, this is intense. I really, people know a lot about a lot. Um, which is totally okay with me, but I'm really mindful of the other people in my world. And so whenever you do feel a little hint of hesitation from me, or you feel like, oh, she nearly said something about something, or she nearly told us what was happening there. um, And you can tell I'm trying to be eloquent about the subject. That is when you know she wants to tell us everything, but she has to respect the people around her. And I think, I mean, I think that's fine. Obviously I think it's perfectly fine. 
But I think as well, um, what I always want you guys to know is that when I teach, I teach from experience. I don't teach from textbooks. I don't just read something in a book and then regurgitate it to you. I, I listen and I read and I fill my mind with so much goodness on a daily basis. Um, I choose to fill my mind with things that feed my soul. And then what I do is I interpret that and I think, how is this impacting me in my life? How can I now use this as a teaching tool? Um, as a coach, I'm not perfect. As a mom, I'm not perfect. As a, as a wife, as a, as a sister, as a child, <laughs> I'm not, as a daughter, I'm not perfect. But I am here to let you guys know that you are not alone. Um, you are not walking your path on your own. It's so super important that you realize this. It's so super important that you know that everyone has shit going on. Everyone has problems. Everyone has things, excuses, things that they don't do. Um, All we can do is take note, listen hard, invest in ourselves and pledge further and faster towards our greatness. And that's one thing that I really struggle with is that I... I see people going through these processes of feeling pain, feeling discomfort, um, feeling unhappy, feeling sad, and they just don't take the leap to invest. They just go, and you know what, I'm just going to keep on keeping on. Um, you know, the average person probably spends between $600 to $1,200 a year on coffee, yet won't invest in my modules, for example, or the average person will spend about four to five thousand dollars a year on clothing for themselves and their kids and knickknacks for around the house, but won't then be able to do things that are really, really important. Um, now, this is not a rant about purchasing my products, but obviously, I always want you guys on board with what I'm doing because, you know, basically by you guys going and supporting me and investing in yourself and purchasing my online coaching modules or investing with me, it's you're, in a way you're donating to the podcast because I can't do the podcast if I don't earn the income, right? So it it's all a big, beautiful cake, cake mixture. Um, it all goes hand in hand. So obviously thank you to everyone who has invested in this past short period of time that it's been all been released. But in, in the meantime, um, yeah, I feel like there are so many people that are just, that are just unhappy and that are just not feeling great, but are just not ready to take that leap or walk that extra step. Um, and fear is something that gets in the way. So if you're listening to this podcast, please do yourself a favor, please take notes, please use this free information as as, um, as well as you can, you know, don't, don't take this stuff for granted because trust me, the hours and hours and hours that it takes me to be able to come to you with quality content that is really solid and that I know works and that I know is correct. You guys want to be taking notes. So today, wow, that was a fucking long intro. Um, today I wanted to talk to you about something And I named this podcast episode, it never hurts to look for the good in people. Now, this is a huge subject and it's something that I've really, really had uh, so many struggles with in the past. Um, If you're an avid 
Abundance Hub podcast listener, you will know that I have in the past and can have been, can be not so much anymore, but have been a very judgmental person in my past. And, um, that's where like looking for the good in people really starts, but it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And one of the areas that I have found this to be most powerful and that, you know, that title might be like, meh, look for the good in people. Yeah, Jess, just go do that. (laughs) Yeah. That asshole that just cut me off or whatever it is, or that bitch at work or whatever it is that you're like, I don't want to, I'm not going to, and I'm here over here being happy, not looking for the good in people. But the thing is, is that, as I mentioned earlier, everyone is, is we're all the same. Everyone's fighting their own battle. So number one, when you, when you look for good in people, you become compassionate. Um, but number two is when you look for the good in other people and you gen, you do that genuinely, um, what you'll find is that those people tend to act better for it. So it's actually a domino effect when you start doing things that are not comfortable and that push you, you find that people actually start to often come up to your level. And sometimes it can be an extremely hard road. Sometimes it can be, you know, painful because you feel like you're constantly showing up and other people aren't. But the truth of the matter is, and I learned this from experience, is that when you, I mean, yes, people can be assholes, people can be mean, people cannot treat you the way you want to be treated, but there's always something you can find. Um, for me, what's tended to happen is that the longer I'm in a relationship with somebody, um, and when I say relationship, just so you guys know, it doesn't necessarily mean partner, husband, wife relationship, for me, it's husband, which we've been in a 10 year relationship, but relationship with anybody. So it can be a parent, a sibling, um, a coworker, an employee, a friend. Um, I think the longer we are in relationships with people, the more we can tend to really find the bad in people because what tends to happen. And definitely for me, um, we, we tend to get to a space where we really get great at picking people apart and looking for their flaws and, and becoming nagging bitches. I know that there are some men that listen to this. Um, so women tend to become nagging bitches. Um, they tend to become women who criticize and, uh, must mutter under their breath. Again, this is all from my experience. I do it. I've done it. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I am human. I am not perfect. Um, what men tend to do when they don't like the behavior of people around them is they start to create like blanket assumptions and they start to create, um, they, they create distance. They, communicate less and they just go, oh, she's just a whinging bitch. I'm going to shut down. So men tend to shut down and women tend to open up in the wrong ways. Um, I definitely know this true in my relationship and I'm sure that a ton of you are like, oh, that sounds familiar. Maybe that's me because the truth is we're just, you know, that, that book, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. We're different. We're different. Um, we're almost like different species and we work in different ways, but 
If you have been in a relationship for a long time, it's highly likely that you can relate to that. Um, and we start to just really, I know for, for a lot of us, we start to resent each other and we start to just be like, oh, he's such a this and she's such a that. Um, same with our, with our parents, our siblings, even friendships, um, where like you've been to, you know, in a friendship for a long time and then you start making these, I call them like blanket statements, like, oh, she's so full of herself or she's so self-consumed or she's changed or, um, he's just always been like that or whatever it is. Right. And so, the reason that we get that way is really because of a couple of reasons, but the truth of the matter is the the main reason that we tend to become that way is because we are taking for granted the relationships we have around us and we are not clear with who we are, with what, with what we want out of life. We don't understand how we act, why we act a certain way. We're not clear and we don't have clarity and we don't ha- we're not in charge of our emotions. Um, so if you feel like you have a really hard time looking for the good in people, I would, I would place a bet that it's highly likely you like yelling when you get in arguments and it's highly likely you can, um, what's the word? Insult people easily to their face. Like you're a fucking asshole versus, I can hear what you're saying and I don't like it. And I would prefer to continue this conversation when we're in a better headspace. If anyone can relate, (laughs) send me some feedback. (laughs) But the thing is, is that it never, ever hurts to look for the good in people. The problem is most of the time we're too ego driven. We're too unemotionally, we're too emotionally unso. Let me start that again. It never, ever hurts to look for the good in people. The problem is, is that most of us are too ego driven and too emotionally unstable to get out of our own way in order to look for the good in the other person, in order to look for the good in our parents, our siblings, our partners, our children, our co-workers, our best friends. So what happens there is we then cause an effect and that effect is they start to behave worse because you are drilling into them and telling them that they're not good enough, that they're not doing good things. You're looking at them with anger. You're emotionally charged. And so it becomes a volatile situation. What happens though is when we do start to look for the good in people, when we start to take control of our own emotions, when we know our own faults, We tend to, number one, not to trip up as much, but what also happens is the people around us tend to act better as a result of you seeing the good in them because everyone works on a feedback system. Most most people should only ever work off their own feedback system, but people generally work off the feedback system of the people around them. So knowing your faults helps you become faultless and helps you take charge of your own emotions. But what most people do is they get told their faults by other people. They get reminded about the things they don't do well. They get told, oh, you're 
speaking in a tone of voice I don't like. You're not doing that. You're not taking the rubbish out. You're always doing this. You're never doing that. And trust me when I tell you that the words always and never are so toxic. They are so, so, so toxic in relationships um, because we are making blanket statements about people that we're meant to love, about people that we're meant to respect. And then we expect them to act better. It makes no sense whatsoever. It absolutely makes zero sense, right? But we all do it. (laughs) So what I want to do today is I want to kind of chat to you guys about how we can move past this. And it all starts with consciousness. It all starts with being able to say, I have recognized that from what Jess just said, I might be in that basket. I might be in the basket of not looking for the good in people. I might be in the basket of doing the poor me card, the fucking pity party. Maybe that's my basket. Maybe that's the basket I fell into. Maybe that's the basket I'm conscious, unconsciously creating for myself. So the number one thing is becoming conscious, taking responsibility for where you're at. And it's not a fun thing to do. So you don't need to shout it from the rooftops but privately, you do need to take responsibility for where you're at, for where your life is at and for where your relationships are at. Um, you know, my husband and I, we've had our ups and downs just like every single couple has. And, you know, one of the biggest things I've learned in that time, um, in the time we've been together, which has been 12, 13 years, I think it's 13, um, is that no matter how many times we point fingers and we we believe other people are at fault and they might be, you know, we, we're all at fault for something. Um, like there's never a one-sided coin. There's never one side to a story. There's never one side to an argument. There's always two. Um, but you know, through the ups and downs, really the best way. And I believe the only way out of those situations is to take responsibility for where you're at and for what you're going through. Um, number one, but the second thing is just to start to look for the good in people because we can spend our whole lives deciding that based on the past, we're going to remember the bad about people. Um, remember, you know, the time that our kid threw the tantrum and tell everyone about it versus like really celebrating the success And I was on a track before about feedback systems. So I see people in general, just like, just like kids, um, and dogs. Right. So I was recently out and I remember I was, um, chatting to somebody at the shop and they said something in front of their kids. And I thought, Oh, you really said that just then? Like they, they can actually hear you, you know? Um, and I remember just thinking, man, that's such a good reminder. Like, cause I really, I'm conscious of really not saying things around my children that I don't want them to hear. Um, it was something to the effect of that their pains in the butts and what have you, and maybe not to that extreme, but I won't really talk like into that, but it wasn't, it was negative. Um, and you know, one thing I'm really conscious of, especially with my daughter, who's nearly eight is that you know, when I'm talking about her and when I'm giving her feedback, I'm always looking for the good because 
you know, you can focus on the fact that a child doesn't respond the way you want or that they cry or that they are being a little bit ungrateful, or you can focus on all the beautiful things they do. Um, and, and this is something that we tend to do better with children, right? But when it comes to the adults in our life, when it comes to the relationships at work and in, in our homes and our sexual relationships and our partners and our parents and our siblings and all the people that actually really, really matter, it seems like people are struggling hard with this. And so one thing that I find really helpful when you're, when you're going, well, look, I don't, I don't know how easy this is going to be, Jess, because this guy, like this husband of mine, he's just, he's been an asshole for so long or this mother of mine, just, she's treated me like shit for the, my whole life or this dad of mine doesn't care or this brother of mine or this sister of mine, they're not present. Like we all have that stuff, right? Um, the thing is, is that the easiest way to start finding good in other people is, is by looking at yourself. Yes. <laughs> surprise, surprise. That's where we go every time. Right. Um, so the thing is, is that we can't control results. We can't control how other people are going to act. We can't control what people are going to do in the future, no matter what they tell you, no matter how, what they say, no matter the, the good motives and the good intentions and all those things, no matter how much we try to control external situations and maybe wrap people in cotton wool or plan and make um, commitments and all those things. The thing is we can't control the future. We can't, well, not, not, not most of it. That's for sure. Um, and we can't control the results we get. So if I was to say to you, look, if you find good in everybody, then that everyone will just act better. Well, they might, but they might not, but we can control the actions we take. And this is something that I think is just so, so important. You know, the, the moment that I learned that I don't have control of the people around me. I don't have control of when they connect with me and contact with me. I don't have control of how my hubby shows up, how my kids show up, how my parents and siblings show up, siblings shows up, my friendships, my coworkers and my staff. I don't have control of any of it, but I do have control of the actions I take. And so again, personal responsibility. So when you stop trying to master all that external stuff, then what you do is you ask yourself, well, what am I able to master? Because if I have no control, Jess, then I should give up now. No, guys, you don't give up. You show up and master yourself because instead of trying to master the external, you focus on mastering yourself. And then what happens is you become okay with accepting that you don't have control of everything, that you can't control the results, that you can control the action you take, that you can control how you see things. And that is a choice. Mark my words, don't get me wrong here. The way you see the world is your decision. It's your choice. I don't give a flying fuck what you think you're wrong. If you think that your 
the way you see the world is not in your control, you're wrong. So a great example of this is when you have an argument with someone. Now, I have learned a really great technique for this and I teach this a lot is that it's really, really super helpful when you're having something go wrong in a relationship, not just a marriage in general, a relationship, parents, whatever you get that you get the gist. Having a third party there is always really good. One of the reasons for that is because you see things the way you choose to see things. You can choose to see them another way, but often you are happier not doing so. So that's why it's really super important to learn the skill of finding good in people, even when you don't want to. And that's actually the key is, is finding the good. It never hurts to look for the good, right? But it's very, it does hurt when you are stubborn, when you're a stubborn little thing that says, no, I don't actually want to. I'm happier over here bitching and moaning about my mother until the day she dies. And then I'll mourn her loss for the next 10 years, right? Anyone relate? I'm happier over here being unhappy in this relationship or bitching about my kids. But then when it all starts to fall apart, then I'm like feeling loss, right? This is what happens. This is what happens all the time. So we just need to get in charge of mastering ourselves, and we need to be very well aware and we need to be very happy to accept the fact that we choose how we see things. Um, I had a, one of my most popular podcast episodes to date is where your thoughts go, your future goes. It's one of the early ones. Scroll back. It's in season one, but honestly, guys, this is the key to everything. Now the question you guys are going to be now wanting to me to answer is, well, how do you master yourself? If you, because everyone is, has been probably likely could be right now or has experienced this week, I'm sure, a moment where you've tried to master the external stuff. You've tried to control what's happening around you. And I kind of spoke about that at the beginning. So I would like to have everyone doing all the things I'd like them to do in my household, right? Putting the bins out, doing the things, not me not having to ask. I want to master all these things. And then I can't and the things don't go the way I want them to. And then I say, oh, he's a this, she's a that, this never works. I'm always the only one to do everything. And the cycle continues, right? Or we master ourselves, we shift our mindset, we do our inner work. And that inner work is the stuff I work with when I coach people. And we realize that the only person we master is ourselves, the only option we have in this life is to choose how we see things. And one of the most beautiful gifts you can give yourself and in particular, the people around you that supposedly are the most important people that supposedly are the ones you love the most is number one, to have faith in them. Uh, But number two is to look for the good in people and give them an opportunity to act better as a result. Because I think we really do in many, many ways forget that people are fighting battles we don't know about. And yes, it is nice when you understand people, but the truth is there are so many opportunities when we're not going to be able to understand people around us. 
because we're either male and female and it just goes to say that we're never going to fucking understand the other the other side of the coin 100% or we're generations apart or we've had completely different upbringings or we've just got this complete different you know neurological pathway set up which basically is everyone around you and then we and then we try to understand things when really we don't need to understand we just need to look we need to look for the good we need to look for the great we need to look for the beauty in people and that first comes with finding it in yourself mastering yourself knowing your values knowing who you are knowing why you do things you do and then knowing that even with all your own faults, you are a good person. Like stop giving yourself the hard time. Like I know that I'm a bitching, moaning wife sometimes and I'm annoying as shit. Um, I don't know if there's any wives out there that aren't. Feel free to let me know if you're not one of them, but I'm pretty sure most of them are. Um, I think, yeah, I think we all have our, our faults, right? Um, but when you're really aware of your own faults, that's when you tend not, they tend not to get in your way as much. So you look for good in other people and you look for your own faults. You know your own faults. You are aware of them. You can say sorry for them. You can take responsibility for them. And then you start to become almost faultless. And what I mean by that is that if you can openly just say, you know what, I know I'm really bad at that. You know how refreshing that is when you're in a relationship? You know, like I know that I used to snap at my dad really bad and I used to be really impatient with him and I used to hold him to such a high esteem because I loved him, but I was a bitch. And, you know, at times I was a bitch at times. But, you know, I was able to say, I can see this is actually a fault of mine because his behavior is his behavior and I can't control it. And guess what? It's actually really great. Most of the things he does is out of love, but it took me a lot of growth to get to that point. But I now know that fault and knowing it means you do it less, number one, but they don't, the, those faults don't trip you up because you're in control of yourself. You're mastering yourself. And then when you've got that space where you don't feel guilty every five minutes for fucking up again, for being a bitch again, for doing the wrong thing again, you start to breathe and you start to go, you know what, now that I can do this for me, I can do it for other people. And it's okay to know that you will trip up. You will have days where you fuck up and where your faults come out. But the the biggest thing about this is just owning it, just being able to say, yeah, I know this is something I do a lot and I'm really sorry and I'm working on it. You know how much people appreciate that? It's such an easy, simple thing to do. And then when you do that, the beautiful thing is it becomes so much easier to look for the good in other people. And people want to show up when they know you have faith in them. You know, if someone is giving you a hard time, like if your mum or dad says to you, your whole life, your whole upbringing, you'll never amount to anything. You're such a dumb, dumbass. You're not smart. You're not talented. You always make mistakes. You're so clumsy. The, the kid's going to give up. And the same thing happens when we're adults. So when you are drilling into people, all the things they're doing wrong, and trust me, if my husband's listening, I think he listens to most of these. He knows 
this is a big lesson for me because I've done it to him for years. Um, but I am getting there and I am changing and I'm evolving and the work I do results. It's slow going guys. It didn't happen overnight. Trust me. Um, versus like loving the person and finding the good and really looking hard for not the obvious stuff, but for the deep down stuff. And that's where the world starts to become really beautiful for you. And I really wish that everybody could just listen to this podcast and make change. Um, if you do, if you feel like listening to this has, has had a positive impact and you've seen it impact your relationships in a positive way, please let me know. Please post about it. Please um, share the podcast with someone. But more importantly, um, beyond this, um, I realize that there are going to be a lot of times when, when listening to a podcast isn't going to be enough, but the concept is going to maybe rattle you a bit, maybe hit you hard. And I don't know how I'm sounding right now, but internally I'm feeling really moved by the, the words that are coming out of my mouth. And I want you guys to know that this has been one of my greatest lessons and my greatest gifts is receiving this and, and working this little short piece into my life in so many ways. Um, profound, absolutely profound. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Um, I'm going to come back to you guys with a little holiday episode, a tattoo episode, so many things, but for now, I just want you guys to know that abundance is available to you guys. Um, it really is just a matter of asking yourself, like, am I ready for it? Am I willing to work? Am I willing to get uncomfortable? Am I willing to make the right decisions for myself? And I have faith in you guys. I know you can do it. I absolutely love and respect and appreciate each and every one of you. Have a beautiful day. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Abundance Hub podcast please screenshot and share it with your friends because living abundantly means sharing things you love with the people around you. If you post on social media, make sure you use hashtag the abundance hub. And if you'd like to help us, please rate and review the podcast on Apple podcasts. It really helps me get the message out to more people. Congratulations on taking time to invest in yourself today.